Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is the crossover. I mean, he, he lives his life kind of pretty publicly. I don't know that. Pull that a little bit closer to you. So, first of all, congratulations on the engagement. It's a huge deal. Especially yeah. At your, at your, that's, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, she doesn't know yet. That's crazy. Oh, no. That's crazy. Did you just My tell her? Fault. Did you just tell her the secret? Girl. So. What's that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. We were, is she not going to be talking? That mic's I, not going to pick her up. Yeah. You Hi. Don't talk. It's okay. Hi. You don't want to talk. I don't know how do you you know how to talk though, right? Sometimes. Okay. Awesome. Welcome to the crossover. Yeah, I know. I, I, I explain like they're figure eight guys, but they're like really well, cool we're, figure we're eight guys. Racing guys. We're, we know, can we're, be figure eight guys. Yeah, it's okay. We'll be yeah. figure eight guys. That's um fine. so today's show is brought to you by uh <laughs> by Northwest Figure Eight, um, Peter's Auto Service, Polk Brothers Racing, and of course uh Kylie and Photography. Our rule one shot is brought to you. By Moondrops Distillery. Yeah, um, so I'll just go ahead and admit it. I've been avoiding talking about it for a few shows. I'm going through some med changes, and they want me to hold off on alcohol for a little bit. Well, don't worry. I'll but drink they, one still, in your honor. Yes, yeah, still think. And are you drinking now? I know you're finally legal. I'm, yeah, I'm 21, but I'm not a big drinker. Okay, now. that's fine. Okay. Shall, do you want a shot? I'm okay. All right. Okay. The booze is all still here. Right. I actually haven't even told the people at Moondrops yet, and I work there every week. I'll just say, no, I'm holding off on it. I'm good. Thanks. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. No, I'm good. I, and it's it's no big deal. It's just they're trying to, and I'll be honest about what it is. They're trying to get my blood pressure dialed in, and they they're like, hey, we don't want to fight booze too, right? So I'm not, like, we're not saying you drink a lot, and because I drink once a week, I drink when we right. record, and that's With it. Us, yeah. So I, I'm not a big alcohol guy, um, or no. drinking in general. He doesn't really go. But you're a caffeine guy, though, right? Oh, I love yeah. caffeine. But my biggest problem. Is you know when I first turned twenty one. I I didn't drink at all until my twenty first birthday. Wow! And what was your first drink? I don't even remember. It a rum so runner. It was terrible. Oh okay. Oh, okay yeah. And uh, I think I got like seven or eight different drinks. <laughs> and the a, only one I liked was an amarado sour. Yes. Yeah. That. That's a good choice and, too. <laughs> and I don't think I've even had a like, beer yet. And I'm just like everything I've tasted. I'm like this. So I hate I to put like it this it. way, but if you didn't have any beer in your teens. You're probably not going to end up being a beer drinker, and here's why. Beer is like coffee. You have to acquire the mm-hmm. taste. Right. You acquire the taste. I shouldn't say this, but you acquire the taste in your teens mm-hmm. because it's usually what you can get your hands on. Because there's usually a case of beer. There's usually a case of beer in the fridge, so one disappears might not get noticed. Yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you growing up, me and a few friends would all grab a couple from mm-hmm. our fridges, and then that way we'd just drink. And we all fucking hated it. And then when one day we were like, okay, I want a beer now. Well, yeah. here, here's the crazy part where I was going with this. Yeah. The one thing that I found I liked was Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. But wait, no, no, you're saying, it get, yeah. It gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah. So like, I'm a big coffee guy. I'm a, I'm a big coffee with creamer guy. I yeah. love creamer, French yeah. vanilla creamer. Yeah. And I would mix my creamer with my, my Mike's Lemonade. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, and it, the most- wait a minute. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. So you would take the creamer. Yep. And you would take Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yep, and pour it in the Mike's. 
and it coagulates. It like yeah. makes it yeah, foam. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it's it like, like a cement foam. mixer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly oh. what it is. And he can now drink anything. If he can drink that, he can <laughs> literally drink anything. Do you remember your first cement mixer? If we yes. talked about this, were you able to get it down? No, that was. I made. I was a mess. I was hammered Painted when I painted the when walls I had and everything. We were disgusting. drinking. I I want to say I was seventeen years old, and yeah. we were drinking absolute. And Ugh. and Cuervo all night, dude. He can drink anything now. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. like if he can handle That's that so gross. with the gross ass. Oh, no, it's a terrible thing, my god! Like, oh, I was, hell yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, if you're lucky, one end, not both. You guys are lucky. We have a ton of shit to talk about tonight. We had because there was a big change at the speed room that we have to talk which about. we will talk about in the second episode. We're gonna no. The second episode is gonna be after dark where we talk about other shit. And Mr. Racing. Director over there. I'm just saying, because Brayton's here, we have to talk about Brayton, remember? No, we don't. Brayton's here for both episodes, remember? Yeah. We I've do, been going to speed we, this, a long we, time, do this, yeah. we do this every week. We do two episodes. We do a racing episode. We do an after dark. I edit, well, almost edit both. Do we turn the lights off for after dark? He, if he lets me, it, well, we have an after dark lighting package. This is not the after dark episode. There's more lights. Yeah, there is. It looks really cool. He thinks it makes the guests uncomfortable. Yeah? Yes. It's hard to make Brayton uncomfortable. I, well, we're aware. <laughs> we're aware. I mean, well, I, I've had a sense quit drinking. I call him Creamy Mike. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, quick it, side Brayton. note, my nickname in high school. <laughs> um, it sounds like, it sounds like a, radio, a radio jock. Yeah. Oh, the like here on 103.WJJ right. crossover. Yeah, the, over, the, over, the overnight shift. Cre- but, um, Creamy yeah. Mike and the show. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't go good. And I, uh, no, I got tons of like, I got dogged on hard from yeah. friends. And that, that understandably so. Yeah, that's uh, I haven't had one in probably, probably since New Year's. Those yeah. people that are making fun of you because you drink that are the same ones that will, behind closed doors, also drink it. Not well, with the creamer, but with just like well, the mics. It's not my, it's not my racing with, buddies. And it's not my racing buddies. And they all went down there. They, I met them all online. Right. Yeah. And they all got together for the, the Rolex 24 down there at Daytona, that 24 yeah. Daytona. They mm-hmm. all went down there and got an Airbnb. And they all heard about it. And some have met in person, but most we all met online for the most part. We're all racing fans sure. involved in it. And they went down there. I didn't go down there with them, but there were like eight or nine of them. And they, they tried creamy mics. They like, made their own creamy mics. And the videos of them like throwing up in the sink is like, <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. Were got, you over there dogging Mike's Hard Lemonade? So. No. Oh, okay. No, because the people that do dog Mike's Hard Lemonade will secretly in behind closed doors like drink them. Yeah, the the big one, and I don't know, you might have been too young for this. The big one when I was younger was Zima. Like you, I don't know what that is. No, I'm just kidding. Zima, I'm, that was a Brayton there, last year. There, there, there were there were. You, if you were around your beer drinking friends and you ordered a Zima, oh my god! Back when like homophobic humor was not an issue, right? Oh, so <laughs> you if, want a side of balls with that? If he's, if he's talking about Zima, Brayton, you you should also look up Club Kids from the nineties. That'll that'll d- define kind of what Zima was. What's Club Kids? Club Kids were this these uh, eclectic group of individuals uh-huh. who were popular uh-huh. for frequenting clubs in New York. Clubs like the Tunnel and the Limelight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I know the crowd you're talking about. Stop. I didn't know that that's what they were called. Yeah, that's what they were called. Right. I knew this would happen. I knew I knew that he would, he, I knew it was coming. What's that? He goes, I don't know what that is. And yeah, I go, I, I know. know. Well, it's Miss Shelby's a 90s kid. 
So really? I expected her how to old maybe. I, I'm sorry. This is going to sound crazy. What year did you graduate high school? It's the safest way to ask a woman how old they are. 2015. Now, no, here it's crazy. I graduated in 2021. Yeah, we so know. I'll let you so do that math. So there's a six year difference. I'll, yeah, That's I'm pretty proud of that. Dude. I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> chicks, dig, jig, chicks dig race car drivers. Yeah, dude. I reached out first. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, it's just did. a Tinder thing? Uh, a Twitter thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, now she babysits me, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking Whatever creepy. keeps you in mind, dude. You call her mommy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I don't know that I could walk around like dating someone wearing a shirt with my name on it. Uh, it's only weird if people n- recognize him. Like we were out at Mexican the other night, uh-huh. and he, we're sitting there. And we got our chips and salsa and stuff, and someone texts him, and he's like, "I didn't know the pizza man liked Mexican too." And it was, it was like, was like oh, I had no. no idea who it was. Never like reached out to me before. Oh wow! I'm like, I love interactions. You, like, I, yeah, I mean, but, outside of a racetrack, have you ever been? Have some? Have you been recognized before? I got. I don't think I even told you this. Oh. I got recognized like yesterday. I was going through talk about drive through, uh-huh. getting lunch for the guys yeah. at our shop. Which one? Uh, one by the University of Indianapolis. Yep. Okay. Go on. The Matt Smith's cousin or something. Right. And I go through. He's like, "You're Brian, aren't you?" I'm like, "Not quite." He's swinging a miss. <laughs> he, he, he <laughs> Close. Goes, Not the but burr. No. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, "You race NASCAR." I'm like, "I do." My name is Brayton. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know who you are." He's like, <laughs> and was like, and then someone else. He goes, "Yo, you race NASCAR, dude." Like, I follow you on TikTok. And I'm like, "That's awesome." And I've had people come up to me, like, at a gas station before. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, no idea. Like, hey, man, I just want to say, and I don't know if they were, like, a crackhead or, like, a fan, but, like, like man, I love what <laughs> you're doing. I mean, can they be both? Like, the neighborhood I was in, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh. I'll see you in Anderson. Uh, Speedway, but, yeah, it was about the same. I shouldn't say that. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like, not hey, man, funny anymore. Man, I just want you to know, I love what you're doing. You're doing awesome stuff, man. And stuff like that. And he's like, "Hey, where can I find some crack?" And you're like, "Man, I don't know, I don't know." So you, so you're you're back in the you're back in the jump seat again this season. Um, I forgot this was racing. Yeah, <laughs> which um, he raced last year too. Back in the jump seat again this season implies that he has raced in the past. Okay, so okay, Is that like you jump, made man? it sound like first of all two things. I'm being extra critical today because I had a really shady day at work. Oh, boy. Jump seat is not where action is. I thought Michael Jordan was a jump man. So like he was. Jump seat is usually someone riding along. Michael. Yeah. I want you to ask me the following question. Josh. Yeah. Do you care? <laughs> you, uh, yeah, so. No. Uh, we're gonna, okay. All right. I'll just let you say all the dumb things. Okay. And I'll just. Brayton, you're back Go. in the jump seat again. I'm driving a race season. car. Yes. You're in the race car ready to kick ass and take names. Um, so with the ARCA series, yep. how many tracks are you hitting this season? Um, you know, ARCA's cool and all. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see the Circle City Grub Getter schedule, though? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about so, uh, it. Uh, but not... <laughs> I'm going for a Grub Getter Championship. I mean, ARCA NASCAR, that's cool. But the Grub Getters were at that, I'm telling you. Uh, no, yeah, it's a back in the Menard series. We're trying to do most of the schedule. Okay. Last year was kind of an odd, goofy uh, series of events. So 2022, right. Daytona Talladega. You guys were at Talladega. That was a we great were, that time. Was really, that was awesome. awesome. For 22? Yes. Yes, because okay. yes, I didn't race April. Talladega that's last right, year. That's yep. right, that's right. And I, I wrecked, had a car fly over me. One of you guys was getting chicken tenders. Great time. And uh, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what happened. So 
<laughs> I wasn't getting chicken tenders. It was hot dogs. It was hot it was, dog. No, I was bringing you food. That's Dan. right, you were. Because <laughs> you were in the pits. That's right, I was. And I was over here wrecking. It was a great time. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, then last year we ran Daytona, and just some stuff happened. and kind of lost our ride after Daytona. I'm like, sure. well, I'm like, well, I did a lot more than I ever thought I would. I was right. content. I was happy. And I was still traveling around, though, going to most of the races, just helping out other teams. There, there's a lot of, like, speedrome-type family teams, like sure. two or three guys on a team, like, yeah. at, even at this level. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, some of these crew guys, like, so Brad Smith, for example, Brad Smith has been a NASCAR since the 80s. His brother is, about, like, 75 years old in a one-man pit crew. Uh, like changes tires, fuel, wow. like everything. So, like, I'll go, I'll help them. I'll help Fast Track Racing, which is another small team out. And uh, Zachary Tinkle, he's a... Uh races uh, from Speedway, but right. he runs in the ARCA East Series, which is ARCA, but just short tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, same car, same team, same everything, pretty much. And so I was driving around with him a little bit uh, with fast track racing. And I was helping out, you know, being a crew guy, doing what I could, and spotting here and there. And all of a sudden, Andy Hillenberg, who owns a team from Indianapolis, uh, He's run the speed run before, yeah. uh, run the Indy 500, run Daytona uh, 500, uh, uh, owns fast track racing. He typically brings three or four cars a week to the track for ARCA. You know, he, he does the honored points championship thing. He's yeah. like, hey, Brayton, I need you to come drive for me. I'm like, well, like, I'm like, I do know how to drive. I'm like, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. And so we went from basically not having a deal after Daytona to I think we ran seven races last yeah. year, I think. Mm-hmm. Seven or eight races. Was it Mullins that you raced with with Daytona? Yep. Okay. And then, Is that relationship still okay? You don't have to get into the details. Yeah, so that we won't be returning okay, with them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so went to fast track, ran a couple races with them, got a lot of good seat time. I mean, we ran a lot of really cool tracks. Yeah. And then kind of towards the end of the season, because uh, the dealers were Andy, because I said he brings three or four cars a week, and typically if he doesn't, Sell the seat to someone bringing a big fat check. Yeah. Then he calls me because he knows I can bring the car home in one piece. Let's right. go out there, do laps, bring the car home right. in one piece. Right, get me points. Um, yeah, exa- yep. exactly. Get me points. Yep. And so, kind of towards the end of the season, obviously starting to sell out a little bit more. A team called Rise Motorsports, and they are a very, very, very low dollar team. Yeah, uh, it's Rita Goulet, who's normally the driver for some of the races. Tim, her husband, and that's a team. And they have like a late '90s chassis. And here's a Best part. So Rita is a cop down there in Gastonia County, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Uh, their spotter, Rick, is another cop, I believe, that uh-huh. works alongside her, that just travels with him. Yeah. He went to the track one day to take photos, and he gave him a headset. He became their spotter. <laughs> so that, like, that's his team. So yeah. like they ARCA does two dirt races, and as you guys know, and most people listening, I have a, I have a very... I'm very familiar with the dirt background. Right. I ran around here for years. Right. And they invited me to two ARCA dirt races. Got my first ever ARCA series top 10, ARCA series top 10 finishes. Mm-hmm. Two in a row. And this team, for example, they didn't have a single top 10 finish in the, the ARCA series. Oh, wow. And I got them two in a row. And you you ran a couple truck races on dirt, too, didn't you? Uh, not last year in 2020. Well, yeah, I know. But yeah, I ran, I ran the one knock the war. Race. Okay, got it. Got and uh, well, that's something, too, we can talk about. I, ha- I got called... So they're not doing Bristol Dirt anymore this year, but last year for the week of Bristol Dirt. They, so got, they had some issues at Bristol with yeah, the Dirt this year. I got two calls from two truck owners wanting me to fly down there oh, wow. and try to get something together. But it was Hell like yeah. 
the race was Friday, and they were calling me like Tuesday afternoon. And I'm like, wow. I just don't think we can do it. And yeah. had they called me maybe a day earlier or like that Friday where I yeah. could actually have time to travel yeah. down there, then maybe. Because I didn't have a fire suit. I didn't have my truck license. I didn't have this and that. Right. But uh, then we ended the season two with another race for Rise down at Salem, Indiana, half mile. Got series best of ninth. So went from having no day off to Daytona. Mm-hmm. I thought my career was basically done after three yeah. races, which, like I said, I was content with. Yeah, we've happy. talked about that in the past. Yeah. Like, I was very. You said very that about the Talladega race yeah. when we called you on the phone. You're like, listen, guys, if this is the last race I ever run, I can't complain. I got to run in Talladega. Yeah, now I'm like talking with sponsors and teams about running the majority of the schedule. So we don't have anything locked up right now. We yeah. have date. We have Daytona, and it's uh, with TC slash Man Motorsports we're going down with. Uh, record high-setting cars in like, the past decade. They have 50 cars going for 40 spots. Holy shit. So we have to qualify wow. our way in. Yeah. So that's crazy. They haven't sent anybody home in an ARCA field since 2017. That's amazing. And Daytona, I think, since like 2014 or 2015. Really I, really awesome. hope, cars. I really hope that sort of excitement starts to trickle down to yeah. the So I mean, they have scene. a ton of heavy... They have Marco Andretti running the ARCA uh-huh. race. They have yeah. Shane Mangan. Bergen. Yeah. They're expecting over a million viewers. So, are, are you, are you a, a, a cup fan? Like, do you follow NASCAR? Yeah. So, let me ask you a question. Are are the dwindling, is the dwindling fan base with NASCAR, are they just going to other series because they're just sick of the way NASCAR runs things? I, understanding that ARCA is kind of run by NASCAR. I think they're just kind of changing with the times like they're going to streaming, and that's more of a, a I don't want to, you know, discriminate here but that's more of a younger person thing yeah like it's always been like i'm not changing my ways yeah. you know like kind of with like yeah. the older generation yeah like they're still hooking up their antennas and they're like i can't find a race hunting it kind of, i don't want you say, damn kids and your internet yeah, you like, better, here, yeah. here's like, why i'm pissed off you see that wire right there you know what that is it's to the antenna <laughs> it's the over air <laughs> antenna right here now. yeah I stream, don't get me wrong, I stream a ton, Mm -hmm. but I won't pay for a cable package, Mm -hmm. so I watch my Colts games with an antenna. Mm -hmm. We're about to start doing that because I got cheap with Xfinity. It's just out of hand. It's just out of hand. It was like 200 bucks a month plus all the streaming services. Well, look at all the channels you get. I don't watch any of those. Yeah, like... If I have you watch like, about ten, and I was pissed about the clash. The clash oh, was hole. supposed to be on Fox, mm-hmm. but it was a day early, so it was on FS1. I'm like, well, not watching it. Yeah. Well, that's something cool. Is like most of the national series are kind of seeing up and down numbers. Yeah. The arc is like said, car counter up. All twenty races of the main series will be on Fox Sports One or Fox Sports yeah. Two. Yeah. Seventeen will be on Fox Sports One, that's, I believe. That's so awesome. that I said, the, it's a fun series to watch, yeah. and the storylines there. Well, if you think about it. You've got set, so CR Arca and CRA still in the same. Are they still part of the same family? Yeah. So Arca owns, I believe, technically NASCAR owns Arca, but Arca is still its own independent offices. They, right. they have offices. They're over in Ohio. Yeah, they have their own so, officials. Yeah. That go same. to the races and stuff like that. Because the one thing that I like about Arca and CRA is because you're looking at legitimate stock cars, mm-hmm. but you can go to Anderson and pay fifteen dollars and see three great races. Right. You can't do that with NASCAR. No. First of all, it's an all-day event, you know, and if if you're someone that can't sit at a track all day like me. And second of all, it's just way more affordable. Um, And that's why I said – that's why I make it out to Anderson at least once a a year because ARCA will come through, and it's just fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I I honestly wish that – the the one the one year that they ran at the Speedrome, which I think was either eighteen or nineteen. What CRA? Yeah, CRA. Yeah. They ran CRA and Junior CRA. Or, That's right. Yeah, and, and it was um, 
It was a phenomenal show. I was racing Crown Vic back then. What's that? I was racing Crown Vic. Oh, Vicks that's back right. Then. That's right. And, but day. I also believe you did one or two late model races that year. That was the a three weird. Hour. I believe you that was three my hour first three hour. hour. Yeah. What tech? Okay, that was my first three hour on record. I did a three hour when I was sixteen years old. Got it. Unofficially. Okay. Because uh, Richard Bird started the race, we took a street stock out Richard, there. Richard yeah. Bird started the race. Uh, came in after he got black flagged. I got suited up, and I never ran a late model race. I ran right. like thunder car th- back. In, were you guys around for the thunder cars? No, I was. We so, just I was missed at it. the beginning yep. of the uh, the end of the thunder cars. Yep. So I, I, like, I ran thunder cars when I was twelve. So I'd ran it for a couple yeah. of years. I ran. I know crazy. Uh, and we had an old nineteen seventy seven Thunderbird. I just called everyone nineteen seventy seven and older old. I'm sorry, if anyone listening is older than that. We had a, an older nineteen seventy seven. Hey asshole! Ford the guy you're sitting next to is older than that. That's crazy. <laughs> Don't look older than that. So I appreciate that. That's I get mistaken crazy. for <laughs> I get mistaken for thirty nine or forty all the time, which I love. Got you. And uh, Richard Bergeron got black flagged under caution for something. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a safety, probably just couldn't get up to speed, yeah, something like yeah, this yeah, and yeah. that. And John Aldridge at the time was like, hey, we're not having this. Yeah. So I got suited up, and I went out there and uh, <laughs> shot in front of, I believe it was Mark and Jesse Tunney oh, on a restart. <laughs> and then luckily the erect, the caution came out. I got flagged off the track. And that was my three-hour debut. There you go. 15, so, 16 years old. I so just turned like, 16. Like how many laps? I got one green flag lap and Hell about yeah. 12 caution laps. There you go. Hell and yeah, then it dude. took me a couple of years and we made it back out there. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Batman car. That was 2021, I believe. Yeah. Wow. 2020, I did uh, like half the season with Scurry in the 43 car. Okay. That was a weird, because that was a COVID deal. And so that dirt racing was kind of put on the back order. And Don Scurry had that pretty decent car. I forget the name of it, but Doug Gregg built it way back in the day, and some other big name drove it. And listen, I forget the name of it. Uh, I'm just having a mind yeah. right now. It happens. And I just kind of wanted to race. I needed to stay in the seat. And Don Scurry gave us a heck of a deal. And so that was like prime figure eight Brayton Laster was going out there because, excuse me, never really like ran up front, but like, I was able to adapt and learn, and I think come three-hour time, we were like 4,000 from putting it on the starting grid. We were like the second or third alternate that year. Yeah. And as old, I want to say as that car was, and like some stuff was outdated, mm-hmm. I remember Scott and I came up to me. It was like, you are wheeling the, the piss out of that car. He's like, <laughs> he's like Hell yeah. see, see that thing come out? Because yeah. like, that car ran... I think it's like 20 plus years old. So it's an older car. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was getting every ounce of yeah. grip I had. And so that, that was really cool. We went out there. I think I was up to like 22nd, 23rd and hit um, Lee Schwartz, my teammate in the crossover. Um, so that was the second crossover wreck I had that Whoops. year. Uh, Poor Lee, stopped. man. Yeah, I know. I felt really, really bad. I thought he was going to beat me up. And I deserved it, too. <laughs> like, I honestly thought we were about to show down the track. And I was going to sit there and take it. How old, wait, how old were you when I just happened? turned 18. Okay, so, so that, it would have been fine. He could have yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you So you come it. into the turn going, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Well, and bam, I don't got it. Well, he was stopped. He was waiting oh, for really? oh, no. In the crossover. No, 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 no. Off to the he side. He had pulled up. He pulled oh. so no, we're not to let traffic so, pass. Well, not so he had. It was kind of a weird dude. Oops, sorry, microphone. So he had stopped. Nigel Peters was kind of. We were over by the. I was coming off a of two. Okay, uh-huh. 
over there by the pace cars. Uh-huh. Nigel Peters was stopped, and Lee was doing like a half lap around him. And typically, when I go through the crossover, so if I come out of four, I look over to see if anyone stopped. Yeah. Right. And I didn't see. So, like, I go through, and I don't see more than two or three cars in front of me, like, uh-huh. in the middle of the corner. Uh-huh. I don't see anyone stop because Lee's in the middle of doing his half lap. Right. And I see those three cars go through in my mirror as I'm going through the corner. So, I don't expect anyone to be stopped. At the time, I'm getting lapped or passed by Matt Smith. So, Matt Smith dives underneath me over the corner marker. And that was, I think, the first or second year they had, like, the big tire markers. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was making sure get, I was just trying to survive. So, I kind of <laughs> coasted wide. Yeah. To, uh, to let Matt Smith have the inside. And while I was in the middle of the corner, Lee had pulled up basically kind of out of the line, but like halfway in yeah. the groove, halfway out of the groove. And I was looking on the far side because I think Eddie was Eddie was leading or it was towards the lead. I think that was the year he won. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it was like a big pack of cars. I had the perfect hole set. Yeah. I gassed up to go through it. And Lee would just so you were right throttling there. up. Yeah, when I was you hit full it. throttle. <laughs> oh my god! And I remember I looked last second. I saw pink cause, or orange. Yeah, Lee had like orange bumper. I knew it hit Lee. Yeah. And then we got T-boned by Harmon, I believe uh-huh. Corey. Uh-huh. Uh, and I had just come in for my final pit stop, topped off my Gatorade bottle, and I was just sitting there like kind of. Goofy, like looking yeah, around. I yeah. knew what I'd done, but like it just kind of took the wind. Yeah, and there was Gatorade everywhere. The whole bottle exploded. <laughs> what color? Uh, orange. Okay. Okay. And I get out of the car, and I I knew it was like destroyed because I'd done the same thing earlier in the season, like my fourth to fifth race of Scurry. Uh-huh. Uh, except this one was kind of not as bad because the car was stopped dead in the middle of the crossover. Mm-hmm. It was some guy from Kentucky. I forget who it was. I felt really bad too, and I just. Came off the corner three wide, didn't see him. Yeah. Plowed him. And that time it wasn't that bad. Only knocked the radiator out. But this time, like I said, it was like three hour bigger tires. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, I just like cream throttles, didn't yeah. see it. I cream yeah. mic'd it. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, I got out. It's going to have to go on our rotation now. Creamy <laughs> Mike King stuff. Yeah, I, I got out. I knew Lee was pissed. And. Uh, I don't think I've ever told the story. I felt bad by someone up to us. I'm like, Lee, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I just didn't know what to say. And, like, I was sore. I could tell I was going to be sore. Yeah. And we both go back in the pits, and we're looking at our car, and we're looking at his car. I had him so hard, his radiator busted. I had him in the back, oh, and the wow. radiator busted in the front. Uh, busted his fuel cell, fuel cell. Like, he was leaking fuel. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't pretty. Um, definitely the hardest hit I think I've ever had racing. Uh, like even worse than that Tyler Dagger. Yeah, like. I was and, gonna say that was rough. And we're pitting next to each other, so he's like sitting here, like, like man, what, what, like, what were you thinking? Do what were you think? I could just tell. I was waiting. To, yeah. I was waiting to feel mm-hmm. right in the like, eye, left hook coming or something. And I, I mainly felt bad because Lee was like my mentor that whole season. Like, yeah. he taught me like, hey, go in the corner, do this, do that, uh-huh. do that. Like, he gave me a ton of pointers that season because I had like, we were teammates. Yeah. Because um, him and Scurry worked close together. And we get back to the pits, and his wife and my mom were like, hey, go to the ambulance, go to the ambulance. And then the ambulance came and got both of us. Yeah. So now they put us in a closed space together. In a closed together, room together. And yeah. <laughs> he's just like sitting across from me. I just, I'm, I'm like waiting for him. I'm like, well, if it comes now, I get knocked out. Like, I'm not you're already on the way to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're fine. Yeah, so it was yeah. – and that was a tough one. Then we brought the the Bat car, the Batmobile out in 2021, and that was our first issues. three hour race. That so. was a, if if I remember correctly, was that an old Hardgraves car? Car uh, is that Sizemore? Sizemore, 
But who built it? Uh, it was a third turn car, okay. moose car, All right. I believe. All right. And that I have the I believe I've double check with Scott and I. Uh, but from what I've been told, that three hour I took the checkered flag only completing twenty one laps. It, yeah, because okay. we had all kinds of mechanical issues. Oh, yeah, no, I remember right, you I leaving remember. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and like I'd go out on track, and something would break, I'd come right back in. Yeah. I'd go on track, something would break. Yeah. And so I think I have the, the record for probably the least amount of laps completed yeah. while taking the checkered flag. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, get, I didn't get last. Or maybe I did. I know in 2020 I got last. My dad got last year before that. I think we're the only father-son dude to get last back-to-back. I'm pretty, pretty proud of that one. <laughs> You should be. So, I mean, that's that's a true bonding moment right there. But at least you're getting out there and doing it. So, you know, it's not like it's not like you're running your mouth about it and then not doing it. Mm-hmm. If I had the opportunity, if I wasn't, if I didn't think you know the possibility to run a decent amount of Arca and the NASCAR, even like truck, Xfinity, in my near future. If I didn't think that wasn't a possibility, we can actually almost make a career to go racing. I'd right. definitely be like figure eight racing. Got it. It's because as far as adrenaline and having fun, that is by far some of the most fun I've ever so had. So at this point, is the goal to be a race car driver for your career? I so when I got to like eighteen, nineteen, you know, a couple of years ago, I kind of sat down with myself. I'm like, you know, I want to do this, but I got to make it you know reasonable. I can't live with mommy and daddy forever. Yeah. And, you know, do your thing. I got to, you know, do it the hard way if I want to. And the speed room, I love the speed room. Grew up out there. They just don't really produce NASCAR drivers. Not and, very often. No. And this might this might piss some people so, off. <laughs> I think, did, just, uh, wasn't there a Legends guy that's now in NASCAR? Austin Sendrick ran Legends, not at the speed room, but yeah, back when it was like a touring thing around the yeah, area. Okay. But he ran there. Like how like Tony Stewart's come by yeah, and like yeah. right. with the midgets. Um, what do you think? Like, for short track, I think it's great. Like, yeah. But like Daytona, Talladega, Charlotte, Kansas, I mean, nothing from the speed room. But like, I feel like if you put me in a cup race like North Wilkesboro, I could wax him butt. Really? I mean, I know, I'm just gonna get the clipped now and put on Twitter, and now someone's gonna throw me a cup. Not, not from press. us. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, then that means that means we're gonna get extra press. I Thanks, you. man. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I, I appreciate you guys. that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. But no, I feel like if you put me like in a NASCAR top, like Martinsville, I feel like Martinsville is almost identical. The speed room just a little bit bigger. I feel like I could go there and like be super competitive. Wait, how big is Martinsville? It's a half mile. Is it really? Is it a half mile? It's short. I don't. E- I've been to races. I couldn't even tell you who won. So don't ask me the size. Of it might that. be. Was she when you met her? Was she a fan of auto racing? Oh. Oh, oh really? Okay, oh. word. Okay. She slid in the Austin Cindric DMs, and then here I yeah. This a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Jesus. So damn. I know. Crazy. I'm uh, getting pit lizard vibes now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I oh, had to that. make the joke. Don't worry, it, it, that was a couple years ago, and she kind of lost hope. And here comes Brayton Lester sliding <laughs> in her life. Hey, there's nothing wrong with second, man. That's all I'm saying. Or there's last. Silver, silver is still a shiny metal. Silver is still a shiny metal. Hey, we got to pay some bills real quick. Go ahead. That's fine. Hey, Michael, it's February. It is. Which means that sometimes it's cold outside. And that means that things will break on your vehicle. Speaking of breaking, right now, Tunney's Auto Service and Motorsports is offering a great package deal. $350 on most cars, 400 for half-ton trucks, like 1500s and 150s. Uh, you know what? Just call for pricing on specialty vehicles and larger trucks. For uh, for that price, you'll get pads and rotors on either the front or the rear axle. To get your quote on the vehicle, make sure to give Tunney's Auto Service a call at 317-389-7944 or visit their website, tunneysauto.com. 
And they're only about seven minutes away from the Speedrome at 8320 Brookville Road, Sweet H. Tunney's Auto Service and Motorsports. Tires, oil, brakes, and more. There you go. That's just our race car parts. Yeah. They, do. they hooked me up yeah, with the, because uh, we're in the dirt figure eight, more figure eight talk. Gonna. Uh, they hooked us up because we took our dirt late model. Did you? And uh, tried to race figure eight with it. Tried was the keyword. How'd it go? And uh, I, we got like 12th or 13th. We. That's not bad. No, not at all. If you say 12 or 13th, I'm going to be sad. How many? How many cars? Like 20. That's not two. bad. No, and the only reason it was that bad was... And it's like mid-pack, right? Yeah. We, like, blew, like, four tires. Uh, like, we were, like, getting tires and Dennis Sloan by the end of the night. Like, that's how... Yeah, that's how crazy it was. We love you, Dennis. So... Well, we're pitting next to each other, so... It's okay, Dennis. Does Dennis listen? listen? No, but, you know, in case he does. We love Dennis Sloan. We help him out as much as we can. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. He is. Every discussion not, we've ever had about this one has been Have been you guys awesome. had him on yet? Not no. yet. You should. I mean, the stories really? you could tell. Oh. Really? I know that um, I know that he's a big-time budget racer, and it's nice to see him out on that track mm-hmm. every time he races. Yep. Collecting points. Yep. Doing what he can, man. Yep. You know, getting out there and making it happen. He was, like, top five points leader. What, like Two years ago. Before, Yeah, before they changed the point system. Yeah. See, it paid. It, at that point, it paid. It to pays get out to collect to laps. That's right. That's right. Half or I mean, full. He paid like most of his bills that way. Honestly, like, really. Like I didn't know that. I can't. I, don't quote me on that. But like their story, like Dennis Sloan pays most of his bills racing. Wow. Like that's just how like low budget he is. And, like, wow. He's he's one of the, like, the I don't want to say pioneer, but he's one of the smart guys doing it. Really? Okay. So, so he now he's not out here and you know, living on a yacht. You know, with speedrun winnings, sure. but, but well, no. you know, there's He's a guy you gotta get on. You know, you mentioned that Ben is um, Ben. Ben has the you know he has the motorsport shop. He's selling mm-hmm. parts and stuff. Um, and we can dive more into this in the next episode. But there's been a shift in the last in the last five days in our little speedrun universe. What does that have to do with Ben? Well, because Ben sells parts in the place that closed down third turn. Uh, also sold parts. That's a great point. Um, and but we don't know for a fact. See, it's this is that's the one part that's really super unclear. Right? Is we're not positive what's going to happen with third turn. We know that there's been a big change. When we when we get off the microphone, we'll talk to Brandon about it. Okay. Because um, I know that I know that look. So, um, so you're you're going to be doing some racing at the big tracks. So when you're out there on those big monster, massive trioval big bitches, uh, how does that trans? How does that translate? in your driving from, say, short track to a much larger track. I feel like with the extra room, it'd be easier to fuck up. Well, yeah, well, so, like, super speedways. Well, except for the front stretch of Talladega. Oh, tell me about it. seem to eat shit on that one. <laughs> Although oh, it's kind of funny. It can't, he, he didn't. The, he, the, pers- the person that, that you were tangled with did the exact same fucking thing the day before in we the exact talk, same spot. We weren't even allowed to talk about it. We were allowed to talk about it. We weren't allowed to mention the name. People can look it up if they want, but it's well, very yeah, exactly, easy. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's so. Like super speeder racing is honestly one of the easier forms of racing. I know yeah. I sound cocky when saying that, but I know I, know, I sound super cocky. You're gonna learn. But when uh, but when you go out there, but it gets crazy when you put forty people in. You know, within a second half of each right. other, that's yeah. when it gets crazy. But when you're out like by yourself in a pack of seven or eight cars, yeah. There's full throttle the well, whole time. You've got so much room to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially right. Talladega. No, it sounds. Uh, you know, Talladega can go Hold three on, wide. Hold on, you dropped that track name. Should you pick it yeah. up? Let me, let me grab that frame. Hold on. So, 
like Talladega can go comfortably three, even maybe four wide and make it work. Daytona three wide is a little sketchy, especially in Arca when you have a varying degrees of experience. Right. Most, like for me, right. when for me, uh, super speedway racing in Arca is like the first super speedway racing for most of your drivers. That's the whole point of Arca. It's an mm-hmm. experimental series, a German sure. series. Uh, like to get when, people who are used to the short track out on yes, a much larger. There's no, you can't go. You know, I love CRA, but you can't go run Daytona in a CRA Fuck car. No. Right. No. And that's the whole point. You'll blow the car up. Exactly, yeah. Right. Like, or you'll bore the shit out of the audience. <laughs> like, like going 160. That's which, right. That was a great point. We talked about this about two or three years ago. Mark Tunney wanted to get, like, the late model, the speed on uh-huh. late models on the yep. IMS. Yep. And we played with it. Uh, like, I remember I went home on iRacing. They have, a, like, the modifiers that are close to the sure. late model. Yeah. I think they topped that's out. That's about as close as you can get, right? Yeah, on yeah. iRacing. You and I had a semi-longish conversation that They about topped iRacing. out, like, 160, just aerodynamically yeah. because of it. Yeah. So, I think it'd be great, though, honestly. I think I think this, I, I agree. But I think there needs to be a road course race, like not figure eight race, yeah. but like a road course, and the yeah, cars have to go left and right. I would absolutely love. No one will put the money into it. I would absolutely love for them to um, get the road course at Lucas Oil up and running again mm-hmm. because it's a fun course. Mm-hmm. You can look at it overhead; it's a fun course, and that's somewhere where you could actually do something like CRA or ARCA road races. Mm-hmm. They'll never do it because they haven't done ARCA road racing is like. Dying. I don't want to say dying, but like the numbers like dropping and dropping and mm-hmm. dropping. And this road racing, like the past four or five years, NASCAR invested a ton of money in the road racing. Yeah. Like we went from two and to three road really races fun to like watch. seven or eight. Yeah. It's, it, abs- it's a blast. It's to a watch. whole unique package. And you got yeah. guys like Jensen Button and like. Yeah. Uh, like you wouldn't think. And I, and I want to say probably the reason that ARCA won't do it is because because of the investment that drivers would have to make mm-hmm. in the car. Like I think we go to Mid Ohio. And Watkins Glen are the only two road courses yeah. we go to. The Arca West, which is like Arca, but yep. on the West Coast, yep. they go to Sonoma and Portland. Yeah. And Arca East doesn't go to any. I, That's something I'm scared of. If I do, you know, if I'm able to put together a full Arca season somehow, I got to figure out how to turn right on a road course. Yeah. And, you know, that's something, too, like short track racing around here. Completely no idea what I'm doing. Like, yeah. Well, you I know, know how no to go experience. right on a figure eight, right? Uh, I just got to aim at people and then, yeah. you know, aim, <laughs> <a> bit <Ohio. laughs> aim it at the people that are already there, but you have to make sure they're moving. Yes. That's right. So that's something, you know, that's very, I guess, adapting. I'm going to have to learn because yeah. that's a whole new game. And, and this drives my buddy Dan, our, our buddy Dan crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, in my opinion, ARC is way more exciting than, than Cup NASCAR. Than NASCAR well, the storylines and emotions, too. I mean, like, you got, like I said, Brad Smith is a great example. Been the NASCAR since the 70s or 80s. Yeah. I mean, dude's like 50-something years old. Was, probably older. Was Brad Smith the one that trashed his car uh, like a week or two after and it was just completely demolished and destroyed? Never mind. You're probably you're probably like, what the fuck is Josh from what a week yeah, two well, before what? So he was so there was a driver um, a week two or, or a week either before or after Talladega our t- the twenty two oh yeah 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 where yeah. where he completely destroyed his car. He's he's from Indiana. Um, I don't I know. I vaguely if, remember. Yeah, this. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. is it Greg yeah. Van Ost? Maybe it was Maybe. Greg Van Ost. Another Indiana driver. It was Greg. Sorry, I didn't. I was. But it's another, like, Greg Van Oss has, like, a fencing or a roofing company. Yeah. yeah. And, like, has, he ran full-time 2022, was going to run full-time. One day Tona last year, 
And like, oh, he had a shit. very emotional yep. interview. First non-Toyota to win in like seven or eight years. Yeah. Very, very emotional. Do you remember how big a joke Toyota was when they first unveiled their NASCAR? Their, their well, Michael Waltrip, I think, killed it for that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm in a Toyota this year, so I get to carry the, carry the Well, the, the thing is, they, they've always been about reliability, never mm-hmm. about performance. And they had to learn about performance. Then Brad Smith is 55 and running full-time Marca. Okay. And then they have a and rookie. Can. And the, can. And he only has like two or three years. Or no, two or three. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> two or three cars, like ready to go. And like last year, he only had, I think he put like over a hundred races on one car. So that super speedways, road courses, dirt races, so all in the same car. There's there's a good question for you. In order to be successful, let's say finish, I don't know, top fifteen, top twenty in points. How many cars do you have to have for what, Arca? Yeah. Well, if you're going for drivers. Very rarely do they actually have more than. I think we have only 13 full-time drivers in our Okay. Team. So we can get a top 10 fairly, Got it. Okay. fairly easy. Right. Uh, like I said, Brad Smith has finished top 10 points four out of the last five years. But, do you, I mean, do you have – do, do, do these drivers have a stable of cars? So, like, John Garrett last year, rookie at 56 years old, I think. Yeah. Raced dirt street stocks in Texas. Yeah, nice. Um, he, I think, only had three or four cars, and he yeah. ran into a top ten most races. Yeah. Now, like the, the big dogs, like Venturini, which have like Toyota backing and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so here's some too, like the variety of cars in Arca. Brad Smith, the car he's debuting at Daytona is the 2004 Dale Earnhardt Jr. Bristol Cup win car. Okay. Oh and, shit. Yeah, I know, crazy. Like, oh my god. It, I know, like yeah. super cool. And like one of the cars I drove last year, we called Boa uh, for fast track racing uh-huh. in Andy Helmberg. It's like the 2006 Clint Boyer All Star Open car. Okay. So like, there's a lot of history behind yeah. these cars. Right, yeah. right. Like, like the Venturini cars are like 2021 Cup cars, oh, like shit, top man. of the line. Like yeah. Kyle Busch winning Cup car. Like so, like the caliber equipment for a lot of these teams, and like the family teams versus the big teams. Like that's yeah. pe- that's. It's not like the drivers are just terrible. It's just the equipment is 20 years older. Right, right. It just can't beat that. Yeah. So, like, Venturini has tons of cars. Like, Andy Helmberg, who uh, runs three or four full-time cars for owner points. Mm-hmm. So, he has three or four of, like, your, hey, just show up and drive cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, he, but he has, I'd say, 15 or 16 good mid-pack cars and a couple that are capable of going out there running top five. Do you mm-hmm. know Do you know what the, the time gap difference is between the newer cars and the older cars? <sighs> It's hard to uh, to judge, um, like at Daytona, like even a ballpark. So Daytona, for example, it's really bad. Sure, because to have a you, you run a spec motor, okay, which costs about fifty thousand dollars. That's part of the prime market. It would just be like twenty five or thirty five, and COVID mm-hmm. and everything. And most of the teams will have the spec motor to be competitive. Uh, and just some of these family teams they just can't afford it. And so they have to run an older cup motor, but they restrict it so much. So, for example, like Dayton testing Wayne Peterson's one of his family teams. Wayne Peterson right. was the Vietnam translator for Richard Nixon. Wow. That's Holy how that's shit. how old school we're talking here. <laughs> um and he raced a couple years ago too. Like yeah. this guy's like 70, wow. 80 years old, yeah. like served in Nam. Like no, nah, like, his stories are crazy. I'm <laughs> I'm kissing the mic here. Uh and he has like two or three three and a half ish cars sitting yeah. there ready to go. And I mean they're twenty, twenty five miles an hour off at, at Daytona. Right. But I mean you get out there and have fun. It's yeah, short. you can still go fast and go. F- yeah, go, sure. and like they're going. Fun. They're still going one hundred fifty miles, one hundred sixty miles an hour. Yeah. But like intermediates and short tracks, they're a good driver. They're only you know a second half or two seconds off the pace. Right. The motor's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
But it's, and like some of these guys too, like you don't have one car in the running the full season. Right. You want to save your equipment. You're not going to push it 110 percent like yeah. some of these guys are. But I mean, you're typically guaranteed to be nine tenths to a second off. Typically for some of these family teams, mm-hmm. yeah, like practice. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to like a big late model race, like the Snowball Derby no, or the Rattler or haven't. anything like that. No. Those guys, those late model guys, will go through about fifteen to twenty sets of tires a week. Wow. Like they'll come in, they'll practice, run ten laps, come in, set new set of tires on, go out there, run ten laps. Yeah, like it's all about getting their qualifying trim and this and that. Yeah. Like that's the same thing for Arca, running a set of tires is two or three grand. Wow. Some of these guys run. One set for you know two or three races, right. and then you got these top teams are you know going through three four sets of race <laughs> yeah. like through a weekend. Yeah. So that's 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 another huge part. And of it selling too. those tires to the guys that'll eat them up at at, Except, at no, the lower yeah, tiers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually that's kind of how the late models are at the speedrome as well. That's just. Fuck, man, that's so much money so, for tires. Yeah. Why you pay so much for tires? <laughs> it's it's crazy, and that's one of the biggest like, expenses when you go racing. Like when you. Have By the way, who's the who's the tires? Uh, the General team? Tire, okay, which is owned by Goodyear. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay, which is owned, which actually also owns Hoosier. Yeah, I don't know the Goodyear owned Hoosier. Hoosier hasn't been independent for quite some time. I don't know that they're still here in Indiana though. Sure. Plymouth, I believe. What's that? Up north, maybe. Yep. So they're somewhere yep. up there. So that no, that's I was that, super that, bummed. They actually advertised one. Join the Hoosier Tire just before I became a teacher. I'm like, oh shit, I could work for Hoosier Tire. Yeah, they don't. They're not nowhere. They're nowhere near here. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's one of the yeah. craziest things about like Arca is like some of these cars aren't bad cars. Like one of the Brad Smith cars last year, it's like a early two thousand one, two thousand two chassis that he ran for like a hundred races. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they had a driver come in that actually was able to bring new tires, and Brad Smith was ecstatic. And they like, oh heck yeah! And they were actually able to see what the car did at Milwaukee. Sure. It was only a second off pace and most of the time, like. On average, you're like a second off, but like you just go to some tracks and just can't figure it out. It's just not set up for it. Like I said, some of these guys run road courses with these uh, cars, dirt yeah. tracks, intermediate to the same car. So you just can't set it up. Like, and two, the ARCA schedule is kind of goofy, y'all. Like last year, we ran Watkinson on Friday, and then wow. we ran Springfield, Illinois, which is a mild dirt track, yeah. Sunday, two days later. <sighs> Most of the teams ran it with the same car. Like, wow. the, like the team I ran with there, that right. Rasmus Sports, they went out, ran with a road course driver, road course setup, everything Friday. And I actually drove out there, spotted for, for a team, drove back Saturday. They came to our shop Saturday afternoon. We were up till 5 a.m. that Sunday, that race day, swapping trannies, uh, rear ends, this and that, just getting it ready for the dirt. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have it close-ish, but got it enough where we could still be, you know, be able to hang on and. Well, and they're going to finish 10th in it, so we were pretty pretty happy with that. I'm proud of myself. I didn't giggle when you said swapping trannies and rear ends. It's like, hell yeah, dude. That's what's up. Hey, um, so let's put a let's put a tag on this episode and move on to the next one. What? How long have we been going? 45 minutes. Really? Oh, yeah. were you guys early? My bad. No, no, it's fine. I'm going to cross over. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. I'm Brayton. Be good. I'll be good at it. Okay. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) We're only like 300 episodes in. That's right.